The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They're not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Playing it straight. <laughs> Today on the lab report, we're going to talk to Dr. Michael Hiltz. Shining a light on the DPC model. What is that? Don't pester cats? <laughs> Although I'm behind that, we're talking direct primary care. Ah. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. So, quick question. Yeah. All this study around body language. Yes. What is the motivation? Mind control. I knew it. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Michael Chapman. Hi, Patty Devers. How are you doing today? I am living my best life. How are you doing? Crushing it. Cool. Look <laughs> at you. <laughs> I'm not, though. No. Oh. If you're just joining us, this is a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's called the lab report. Oh, it's I where you we forgot. talk. You, there was like a I, hiccup there. It's like a speed bump. I, I kind of did. Okay, go. So it's where we talk about things like functional medicine, laboratory testing, specialty therapeutics, integrative therapeutics, all this good functional medicine sort of stuff that we talk about here. It's a good time too. It's a really good time. You should enjoy it. You should do the things that Patty's about to say. <laughs> well, if you're up for a good time, then you've come to the right place because if you're brand new, welcome, and you're gonna have fun. And if you're returning, you know you're gonna have fun. And hopefully, you would have gone to iTunes or Spotify. Follow this show. You know, leave us some written reviews. We, we need more of those. Good or bad, just give us your feedback. Or, you know, if they have other feedback they want to send us, what can they do? Uh, they can send their feedback to podcast at gdx.net. And that's also a good thing. You know, if you have feedback that you're about to send, that's like, hey, I actually don't like having a good time. Then <laughs> you can actually, here's, you don't have to, you don't have to listen to it. I mean, you don't have to do oh. the things that Patty just said. I mean, yeah. we would like for you to, to subscribe and follow. We'd like for you to have a good time, to be frank. Mm-hmm. But if you just don't like that, then that's not your jam. That's fine. You don't have to listen. <laughs> it's all good. If, you, if you're a consumer out there interested in getting some Genova products yourself, you can head over to connect.gdx.net. There you can not only order Genova products, but we'll connect you with the Genova client somewhere in your area to help guide your healthcare. And, you know, we're going to start doing some fancy promo codes coming up. So stay tuned. Why don't to we the just podcast. do one? We're going to. No, I mean, like right now. Okay. The Lab Report 20. Okay. Yeah. If you go to Genova Connect right now, uh, particularly for GIFX products, you can get 20% off GIFX through connect.gdx.net. Type in the promo code, the Lab Report 20. Bada boom, bada bing. Wow. You're in, man. I just wow. I just manifested you, you a did. discount out of thin I air. I love that. I don't even think I have that kind of authority. <laughs> I should check do. with somebody. No, you do. Do I? Yeah, you're kind of a big deal, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, today, who are we talking to, sir? We are talking to Dr. Michael Hiltz, and it's going to be great because this is kind of an area that we really haven't explored on this show, and it's a, a model of sort of a, a model of medicine, a model of primary care that is, I won't say it's new. But it's new to probably most people who are used to going to your doctor, submitting insurance, paying the deductible, all this sort of like, hey, there's another way. Because a lot of people, they're not happy with that model. I'll tell you, I've heard direct primary care before, but it's sort of flown under our radar. And recently, you know, in talking with Dr. Michael Hiltz, we've learned so much. And we're in this philosophical place of 
is this the answer? Is this the answer for docs out there? Is this the answer for people trained at IFM wanting to jump ship from the rat race of conventional medicine? Is this the answer? And it just might be. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I say, yeah, I think you laid it out pretty well. Let's just go ahead and, and get into it, shall we? Mm -hmm. Sweet. Patty Devers, this is going to be fun. I this know. Is going to be an interesting I'm really one. interested in this one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for for sure. sure. So we have Dr. Michael Hiltz. Let me mm -hmm. tell you a little bit about Dr. Okay. Michael Hiltz. Dr. Michael Hiltz is the owner and founder of Hiltz Direct Primary Care, a specialty medical practice combining conventional primary care with a functional medicine approach and added sports medicine expertise. Dr. Hiltz graduated from the University of Utah School of Medicine and then pursued residency in family medicine and a fellowship in primary care sports medicine. After working many years in non-surgical sports medicine and family medicine, he discovered functional medicine and dove headfirst into training with the Institute for Functional Medicine. With that extensive training, he worked to incorporate aspects of functional medicine into a busy insurance-based practice, but had variable success. So Dr. Hiltz then learned about a movement called direct primary care, which allowed him to fulfill his dream of bringing the best health care possible by founding Hiltz Direct Primary Care in Greensboro, North Carolina, right down the road yes, from us here. Yes, yes. And with that, <laughs> welcome so much. Welcome, Dr. Mike. Thank you very much. I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah. Well, we're super excited to meet you, number one. Yeah. And number two, this whole concept of direct primary care has been out there and maybe just a little bit under our radar. So this is why I'm really excited to talk to you to really dive deeper into this model. So first, can you explain what that direct primary care model is and then maybe share what led you down the path to joining DPC? Sure. So direct primary care, DPC, it's a membership model of practice, similar to a gym membership or a Netflix membership. So patients pay a monthly fee. It's um, uh, usually a pretty low fee. And in, in return for that, they receive all the primary care that they need. So my job, my, one of my goals is to try to provide incredible value for their membership dollar. Mm -hmm. For example, they, when, when they call in to be seen, there's no co-pay for any visit. Uh, they have access to uh, phone, text, email, communication. There's no limit to how many times they can see me. Uh, and the most important aspect from, from my perspective is that it gives me plenty of time with the patients. Mm -hmm. uh, all, all the visits are at least 30 to 60 minutes or more. Uh, we don't have to stop at just one problem today. We right. can answer all their, their concerns. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's just an, it's really a neat model. How is it different than concierge medicine, for example? Most concierge practices, I, I think all of them, uh, still bill insurance. Okay. And that's sort of a big differentiator, but, but uh, most DPC doctors do not, um, which, which for, from my uh, standpoint is great because I don't have to have a billing department anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, I, we keep it very low profile here. It's just me and, and a nurse and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what led you into that field? Like, how did you find direct primary care? Direct primary care. So, uh, as you mentioned, I, I finished my um, uh, residency in sports medicine fellowship back in 1999 when, when there were still paper charts and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I started working with an orthopedic clinic, and I was mainly doing sports medicine and then about 10% uh, primary care. So, I still maintained uh, some of my primary care patients all the way through. Um, my family and I are followers of Jesus. And in 2014, 
uh, God called us to move to Texas. Hmm. Um, we we went to uh, the Austin area, and I was with a big uh, corporation there, big company, uh, working mostly family medicine with a little bit of uh, sports medicine. Hmm. And during that time, the first first year really, <clears throat> I came across a lot of patients who had no other risk factors and were otherwise living healthy lifestyles, uh, but they were developing diabetes hmm. while taking statin medications, hmm. huh. which seemed really odd to me. It, it seemed like there must be a link. So I researched as much as I could, and I came across a book by uh, Dr. Sinatra uh, mm-hmm. called The Great Cholesterol Myth. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he's a cardiologist who is functional medicine as well. Yeah. And it really opened my eyes to this functional medicine thing. Then a year later, my my wife, you know, after, well, we, we were eating the standard Texas diet, <laughs> living it up down there. I love the standard Texas diet, just to be clear. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Uh, well, one day, virtually overnight, she develops microscopic colitis. Wow. And I'm sure your listeners all pretty much know what that is. But yeah. uh, after weeks of misery you know the the colonoscopy confirmed the diagnosis and they put her on uh oral steroids to calm it down Mm -hmm. Uh, she went into remission like that but then every time she tried to come off it came right back and ultimately their answer for her was just take steroids forever Mm -hmm. and she did not want to hear that so she sought out a functional medicine doctor they we totally revamped our lifestyle and she took some supplements yeah basically went into remission that way and has been ever since wow <clears throat> and kind of a fast forward we, we came back to greensboro in 2019 uh it was time for her routine colonoscopy and she said would would you please do a biopsy i want to see if my colitis is gone and the doctor said well i can but insurance won't cover it because once you have it you always have it uh, and mm. she said well, just do it anyway and it was normal. Wow. Anyway, after we did so well as a family, she said, you need to start studying this stuff. Right. So I you know, studied the uh, functional medicine stuff. And I'm, this is a long version of the story. <laughs> there it goes. We're listening. <laughs> but, but, you know, so the more I learned, the, the more uh, I was able to benefit some of my patients. But I was still in the fee-for-service, 15-minute mm-hmm. visit sure. uh, setting. And there's only so much you can do. I pondered starting my own functional medicine practice, but I have all these had all these patients who wouldn't be able to afford coming to see me, mm-hmm. and it just didn't seem like the right thing for me to do at that point. But we moved to Greensboro, back in another health system, doing the same type of thing, uh, and then at some point I heard a. Uh, lecture i think it was josh umber or one of the dpc guys and it just clicked that that's exactly what i need it's it's perfect for practicing functional medicine uh yeah in in the in that environment that's great i have a couple questions and one of the things you know i think a lot of people 
if you're a clinician listening to this, you're familiar with the insurance game and how difficult it is to have to constantly be understanding the the, the new ways to code certain things, mm-hmm. how they're constantly changing codes, how constantly reimbursement rates are going down for certain codes if you're not coding it correctly. And just that entire game that you have to play must be just tremendous amount of time. You're, you can redirect that time that you're not spending doing that to time right. you're spending directly with the patient. Um, I wonder, do you have other like subscription levels and layers kind of like other, you know, like you mentioned Netflix, like are there, is there another level where people get labs or um, like what all is kind of built into that subscription model? Sure. So uh, I think that they have a saying at the DPC co- conferences, if you've seen one DPC, you've seen one DPC. Wow. Uh, so yeah. Everybody pretty much does it differently. Yeah. But the way, the way I do it is a tiered uh, pricing based on the patient's age. Oh. So my prices are 25, 65, 80, and 95. <clears throat> the older you get, the more um, uh, involved your, your care usually is. So mm-hmm. um, as far as labs go, I don't include any labs other than uh, rapid strep tests or, you know, urine dip, dip, things that I can do right in the office. Um, anything that goes out, uh, like LabCorp requests are the, the big ones that we typically use. Uh, they um, pay extra for, for that, but I've arranged uh, for a client bill um, pricing for those companies. So the price, so basically that means I, I buy the lab from the company and then the patient pays me back yeah mm. and that, that allows the, the lab company to skip insurance billing so they like it mm-hmm. um and then the price they give me is usually about 90 percent less than what they bill insurance companies wow. right right wow. for yeah. example the standard lipid panels two dollars and fifty cents you know, holy things cow like that. wow yeah holy cow well i've all I've been, I've been to your website and i i see that you've also done that with some medications and with some mm-hmm. local pharmacies then. So if a lipid panel is only $2 through Dr. Mike, <laughs> is that the same thing with some of these prescriptive medications? So I have a, a prescribing license. I had to uh, apply for one through the Board of Pharmacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, some states don't allow that, but um, they're trying to get that passed so that you can do it. And I buy generic medications from a couple different companies at wholesale price and then uh, pass that savings along to the patient. So for example, uh, a patient, I gave them 90 days worth of amlodipine for their blood pressure and it cost a dollar 90. Oh, come on. Wow. Yeah. Holy moly. Usually usually it's cheaper than the good RX prices. Wow. Okay, that's reason enough to go to DPC. No, yeah, this is potentially revolutionary. (laughs) Yes, it really is. you You can see the value add and you can see the cost savings to the point where, I mean, I I heard a clinician one time at a conference say something to the effect of like, you know, we think about our insurance policies as kind of like they're supposed to cover things, but we should be thinking of them like our car insurance policies, Mm -hmm. which are basically for when you get in a crash. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we we are using insurance to pay for our primary care, and it shouldn't be like that. It's it's like you said, if you took your car insurance and you used it to buy wiper blades and oil changes, suddenly your premiums are going to be through the roof. Right. Right. That's what's happened with us. Yeah. Wow. Wow, that's really man. That's that's inspiring. I mean, <laughs> that's so, shocking actually. Yeah. Like, what? yeah, really, yeah. Uh, the, the patients, time and again, say the same thing, <laughs> and it's 
is really satisfying to, to be able to find yeah. uh, good value for them. Like sim- similarly, um, I have a client bill arrangement with um, MRI scans and x-rays like that. So an MRI, they pay $360. Oh, come on. That's thousands of dollars. MRI is yeah, thousands exactly. of dollars. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Um, so, well, so I want to ask this too. You know, we talk to a lot of physicians, you know, both with our clinical consults one-on-one and also here on the podcast. And, you know, we talk with a lot of docs who maybe are new in functional medicine and they're still in their kind of current situation. They're kind of like, I don't know how to get out. <laughs> so would you say that your transition into your new practice, your DPC method, um, has been difficult, has been easy? What sort of guidance would you offer those those docs? Well, I would say that it is scary as can be right <laughs> i have um you know, a wife and two girls who are still under the roof uh-huh. uh, one is in college one's uh, 14. so to leave the we call it the golden handcuffs you know, a nice salary with stable benefits um, and to go out on your own is very scary mm-hmm. uh, the dpc community though is just unbelievably amazingly nice and kind and helpful across the board I, i've um, just been blown away with uh, how helpful people are. Um, there's a, a doctor, I knew her from residency years ago. She's in Raleigh, and her name's Amy Walsh. Uh, but when I discovered DPC and found out she's been doing it since 2016, she just went out of her way to, this is what you need to do. Here's a good resource. Re- read about this. Um, and so every aspect of starting the practice and just getting everything going, people have been helping me along the way. That's amazing. <clears throat> and there are, across the country, thousands of direct primary care practices. So it feels like that's that's a good first step for a functional medicine doc who is afraid to leave that rat race. And like you said, open your own practice. This is already a model built in with tons of support. So that's amazing. The golden handcuffs. That go- the- I love that. <laughs> I, I'm going to use that. Just saying I'm stealing that. But, but Dr. Mike, we know that also within your practice, you use Genova's testing. Right. So we're mm-hmm. just curious, how do you incorporate functional medicine lab testing within this kind of a almost conventional practice? Sure. Well, um, during my functional medicine training at, with the IFM, I've, I've taken all the courses. I'm, I'm not certified yet and haven't gone quite to that level. Yeah. But um, because I'm a member, I, my name is listed on their website. Right when pa- patients go there and search for practitioners. Mm-hmm. So even in my old practice, I was you know, in, in this region here, Greensboro, uh, there really are not a lot of functional medicine doctors. Mm-hmm. So I was getting a lot of uh, people coming to see me in the, uh, the mainstream practice. But <clears throat> um, when I moved out on my own, suddenly now I've got the amount of time I need to spend with these patients. So, uh, I'm just getting all kinds of people signing up. We're actually full already. It's just been amazing. Wow. But um, pe- people sign up just for the functional medicine part of it. But even if they aren't coming to see me specifically for that, I'm practicing it on them without their knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So, um, but it, it's it's really easy to incorporate it in lifestyle medicine in, in this uh, model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about testing? Mm-hmm. Like, do you just yeah. choo- pick and choose? Because clearly you can't bill insurance, but they, we can still bill mm-hmm. their insurance for them, right? Absolutely, yes. And that's one of the things 
many things I love about Genova is that they provide that option. Uh, so the you know, the patients who are all in with the functional medicine approach, you know, they they are um, expecting uh, me to order tests. Uh, it, it's hard to convince somebody to make a lifestyle change uh, without telling them why. Mm-hmm. So doing a test makes that much easier for me. Mm-hmm. You know, probably the one I order, well, definitely the one I order the most is the GI effects because as all the functional medicine people know, you know, everything starts in the gut. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a healthy gut, then nothing else is going to work. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> I, a busy day in direct primary care, I see maybe eight or 10 patients in a day. Mm-hmm. That's my busiest day. Wow. So a normal day, like today, uh, I have four on the schedule. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that leaves a lot of extra time to research the functional medicine uh, issues and you know, review, review how I'm going to treat somebody or to call uh, one of the Genova specialists and have them walk me through a test. Um, so it's, it's, it's really been a great um, way to implement it for me. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, data can be compelling to patients, right? Once they see the abnormality, they're like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, it's one of the more abstract pieces of, of what sure. testing provides, which is that sort of feedback of, hey, here's here's the evidence of why you need to change. Right. And right. That, it can help be motivating in that yeah, way. Yeah, sure. Um, do you have any, I'm just wondering, you know, since moving practices into this entirely new method and implementing functional medicine, have you noticed a dramatic change in like outcomes, you know, whether that's short term or long term? Like, have you seen, have you seen like, you know, how much it really impacts people's lives? Do you have any success stories like that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Right away, my own family, our health has improved dramatically. Um, But, you know, my patients who are coming to see me, I can think of one in particular just recently uh, had an elevated C-reactive protein and an elevated rheumatoid factor, and we just couldn't figure out why. So she uh, was uh, very open to trying an elimination diet. We She made all kinds of changes and wasn't making any progress from a lab standpoint. Hmm. You know, we still had an elevated CRP. So I... In, encouraged her to proceed with a GI effects, and uh, it showed the presence of Citrobacter and Klebsiella, mm-hmm. which are have been linked with um, rheumatologic disease and mm-hmm. autoimmunity. Yeah. So you know we're actively treating those things right now, but it's it's just very nice to be able to say, okay, I think we've got something to work with. Yeah. This yeah. might be causing it. Yeah, those HLA linked bacteria. That's yeah, really fascinating. That- and we always say like like oftentimes clinicians will do a test and they think they know what they're going to get. They think they know mm-hmm. what's going to show up on the test, yet what comes back leads them in an entirely different path, mm-hmm. right? Which is fascinating. Right. You wouldn't have even thought to go down that road. Mm-hmm. So that's Correct. cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Do you, so do you use other things like nutritional testing or is the, the, the GI effects really where you stay? That's my big one. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Nutri-Val, I've used that uh, several times. Good. The um the IgG mm-hmm. food yep. panel and cool and nice. the uh, rhythm plus oh nice hormone panel yeah nice nice you go <laughs> oh Dr Mike well speaking of, 
I love it. I love it. So we think about the gut and we think about the Nutrival and the GI effects, and they're often used in athletes to optimize performance. It's kind of like a big place they're used. I mean, we're talking elite athletes really run to these tests because they can make that, you know, one-seventh of a second difference just to make you that much better. And I know that another large part of your practice is non-surgical sports medicine, which is another added benefit for people coming to see you. And you're credentialed in some really interesting procedures that I'm not familiar with um, until we met you. And that's things like musculoskeletal ultrasound and, and various injections. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Like what are the things you're doing and how might it help a patient? Sure. So back in uh, 2009, um, my um, sports medicine mentor was doing was experimenting with the musculoskeletal ultrasound techniques because the uh, the machines had advanced to the point where they were more affordable and more port- portable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I decided to convince my partners to buy one for the practice <laughs> and uh, began studying that. I dove head, in, head first into that and took courses as many as I could. And I became the first uh, person in North Carolina credentialed by the ARDMS in musculoskeletal ultrasound. That's the ultrasound credentialing agency. Cool. But since then, I've, I've done thousands of uh, diagnostic scans and guided injections with it. <clears throat> I can very often uh, prevent somebody from having to have an MRI scan uh, if I can get a good look at a tendon to make sure it's not torn. Uh, it, the precision with injections is much greater because you can see exactly where the needle tip's going. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the, it's a very useful tool and you know, the people who are members of my practice, I don't charge for that. Mm. Um, so that's a added bonus uh, for them. Uh, but, you know, I, I also use, um, uh, it to guide regenerative therapy too, yeah. such as platelet rich plasma and, uh, dextrose prolotherapy. What is yeah. that? Dextrose prolotherapy. So dextro prolotherapy is stands for proliferative therapy, and okay. it involves injecting a a slightly uh, inflammatory substance okay. into an area. Mm-hmm. I, I use it most in damaged tendons, mm-hmm. but I use it also in arthritic joints. Uh, but you you dilute it with lidocaine, so it's not super uh, strong, and then um, it does its thing. Sometimes you have to repeat it two or three times, but um, uh, the response has just been amazing to uh, prolotherapy and it's cheap. Mm-hmm. And um, so basically, you're causing a reaction to recruit all kinds of things to, it, to, to fight that and it, it regenerates what's concerning to you. Yes, trying to get the body's healing mechanisms to take over. Is that what right. PRP does too? The plate, plate PRP therapy? is very similar. Yes, it's. I, I think it's also categorized as a, a proliferative therapy, uh, but PRP, you're drawing their blood, uh, spinning it down in a special uh, centrifuge tube to separate the, um, the platelet concentrate, and then you inject that into a specific area. That I have a, a device that either creates leukocyte-rich or leukocyte-poor hmm. PRP, you mm-hmm. use the leukocyte rich when you're in, you're treating 
a chronic tendinopathy or a partial tendon tear, and you use the leukocyte pour when you're treating an arthritic joint. And and how successful is this? Like you have, let's just say someone comes to the Hilts DPC and they have osteoarthritis and they're staring down knee replacement surgery. Like how successful are you at, at putting that off or, or pushing that back for them? I can't give you an actual number, okay. uh, just an anecdotal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I have many patients who just have been able to put it off for years. Cool. So it doesn't work for everybody, of course, right. but um, you know, the, it's, again, it's, it's a cheap procedure. Well, it's cheap the way I do it. It's $200 in my practice versus 650 elsewhere. Gosh. Um, but, you know, it's, it's much easier. It, it's at least worth trying before going through a replacement. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it strikes me that because of that low Netflix subscription model that you have, that you're passing on so many different savings to your patients. Mm. That's that's fascinating. And I'm, I'm shocked that DPC has flown under our radar for this long, you know? Flew under mine, too. Right, like, it just seems like the answer. No, I agree. I was just thinking, like, of when I could come come in because I'm <laughs> I'm totally down with prolotherapy. I love prolotherapy, actually. You have um, you had it? Yeah, and, and you did. A lot of times, uh, it can be used on. Uh, we use a lot on uh, like trigger points and muscle tissue oh. um, as well yes, to sort absolutely. of like a muscle tissue uh, strains and stuff like that. From a sports perspective, you could see where that would be useful too. That's fascinating. So, so come visit me. I'll give you some. Right. So in my mind, I'm thinking like if you're an athlete and you go to Dr. Hiltz, you not only get things like the Nutrafol or GI effects that give you that edge, but he can also work directly on trigger points Mm. or tendons or things that might be breaking down. That's fascinating. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well done, sir. Well done, sir. I know. Well, like, where? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> where can people go to to find you to sign up to work with you? I guess there's a waiting the list. How can they join the waiting list? They can join the waiting if you go to builtsdpc.com. Uh, okay. Um, we have a Facebook and an Instagram page too. Uh, social media is torture for me, but <laughs> I'm right there with you, Doctor Hill. We, we have it anyway. Um, but the website's probably the best way. And then send me an email or call. And yeah, yeah. half the time I answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. See, but that's the whole point. Like yeah. you don't need this big conglomeration mm-hmm. and all this structure. Like this is really seems like the answer. So although. What, Can I say, yeah, yeah, one more philosophic thing on that. or okay. Because like I think primary care over the last 10, 20 years has just really been threatened. You know, there's mm-hmm. like it's. It's on. It was on a path towards extinction, right? Because mm-hmm. these practices were getting bigger and bigger and swallowing more and more family docs. Family docs had no option but to basically go into one of these larger establishments. Um, and so the fact that DPC has come up with a different model to to keep alive the spirit of family medicine, yeah. I think, is a really inspiring story in and of itself. I love yeah, that. Yeah, very I, refreshing. I yeah. totally agree. And like I said. But, there's direct primary care all over the country. So if you're not local in North Carolina or you don't want to be on a waiting list and wait for the genius of Dr. Michael Hiltz, I mean, it might be worth just looking for a direct primary care office mm-hmm. in your area to get something similar. But to your point, none of them are the same. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a it's a very unique and interesting model, and I love it so much. It's so great. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so although this has been an incredible wealth of information, very eye-opening for me, not going to lie, this has been very eye-opening. Before we let you go, 
Dr. Mike, you've listened to the show, so I think you know what's coming. We have one last question that I'm going to kick to Michael Chapman called the fireball. It's the fireball. <laughs> Get ready. It's meant to catch you off guard. And so here we go. We have come to learn, and I don't know how good my information is, but you have a hobby of coffee roasting. Does that mean you're actually roasting coffee like in your kitchen? And if so, do you go dark roast Ooh. or light roast? <laughs> so you are correct. Uh, I do roast <laughs> my green coffee beans. Wow. I don't do it in the kitchen. There's just too much smoke. There's a lot of smoke. Right, oh. right out in the garage. Yeah. Um, most of the time I go a medium roast. Okay. Nice. Do you grow your own beans? Where do you get the beans? <laughs> I wish I could grow them. Um, but there used to be a, well, there is still a company called the Captain's Coffee. They mm. were in Kernersville, which is right nearby. Yeah. Uh, they're now out west, I believe. But I order a lot from them, and there are a couple other online <clears throat> sources for green beans. I love it. I have this yeah. vision of Dr. Mike in his garage. <laughs> I got to tell you a story. So I had a friend when I was going to naturopathic school, and this is classic naturopathic oh, school talk, right? Here so she was living in an apartment, and she was roasting coffee <laughs> beans in her apartment. And, like, oh. you'd walk in there, and it would smell so, what's the word, acrid? Yes. You know, and just, like, everything smelled burnt. It's like, you, how are you doing this? I wonder how good the coffee was. It was great. Well, Dr. Mike, you're going to have to send us some coffee. We're just going to have to get together. Absolutely. And you can coffee. have some when you come for your prolo. Yes. That's right. Perfect. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, Dr. Michael Hiltz, thank you so much for spending time and really opening my eyes mm-hmm. and hopefully a lot of clinicians out there and giving them some hope and some inspiration. So thank you so much for spending time with us. Yeah, good time. Thank you. And really, it's, it's an honor and a blessing. I really appreciate it. Yep. Well, that was fascinating. I mean, I feel like I feel like he's kind of like a Robin Hood of primary care in a lot of ways where he's just he's doing all the good work and saving a lot of the actual money to the people, even though it's a different model than what people are used to. You're not used to having to like subscribe to your primary care's office, but and when you hear some of the, the savings that he was talking about and the uh, quality of care that he's now able to deliver, it's like a no-brainer. Such a great analogy for Robin Hood of primary care. But that's really it. I mean, imagine your blood pressure pill for a three-month supply is $1.90. Like, that's what that's where we should be. And having the time, four patients a day, that's amazing. Like, this is where, if you're a clinician out there and you're burned out, and you would love to jump into functional medicine. I, it sounds like DPC might be something to really look into. There's a lot of support amongst the practitioners. There's DPC practices all across the country. I just think it's fascinating, which begs the question, Michael. Why is it that you need prolotherapy? What's going on there? You're a young uh, guy. You're yeah. a youngster. Well, you know what? What? It turns out that piggy rides or horsey back rides with the kids, <laughs> that is not age appropriate for oh, all child ages. And okay. so I did a number on my knee uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, and uh, now my knee is numb on the lateral side. So I would argue numb is better than pain. Numb is better than pain. And you know what? The kids don't care if I have numb knees as long as I'm still able to carry right. them around on my back at <laughs> 60 pounds. <laughs> Call Dr. Mike. Next time on The Lab Report, what really is the best method for assessing your GI? I Listen, mean, there's a lot of different things you can do out there. People so call us all the time. There's, there's just, so much confusion. Let's, let's break it down. We're The Lab. Let's break it down. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. 
There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. I mean, really, I just wanted to dust off this science, scienceness, technology, and machine and mechanics oh, jingle. Go for the jingle. That's really kind of well, what I was Well, you know, we haven't about. used it, and it's important, and to your point, there's so much confusion. Words get bantered about out there, and people really don't know what the words mean, like transcriptomics, metagenomics, real-time PCR, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what those words mean. We'll figure it out. Sounds good.